0: hey y'all have you ever heard of old gods of Appalachia well if you haven't you have now let me tell you this is a horror anthology podcast and it is absolutely amazing they have characters they have actors they have different people doing voiceovers it is so ridiculously dope y'all gotta check this out um I'm, I'm like i'm enthralled I'm, I, I can't stop listening to it this shit is crazy and i gotta tell you all the actors are they're straight they're queer they're black they're of color they're male they're female they're they, them, they thems they them. they just this thing is so diverse man and and there's there's actually some poets involved with this that i actually admire so this is a big deal Y'all got to check out Old Gods of Appalachia wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, y'all. You ever heard of an amazing young woman by the name of Zinzi Smith? Well, I have. And her and I had just an amazing conversation on Beyonce's internet. I will have you know that 20-year-old Zinzi Smith has her own black woman-owned business for an entire year now teaching spin classes. And let me tell you, she's enthusiastic. She wants the world to know that she's ready to help you shed them pounds from Thanksgiving and Christmas and help you keep up with that New Year's resolution that all of us middle-aged people like to make while we're still making them. So I, for one, am going to try and take one of her classes, just $15 for an online class with Zinzi Smith. She also teaches in person in studios in Brooklyn and in Queens and NYC. And all around, I got to tell you, I am just in awe of her. So you can reach out to her on Spin With Zen. That's Spin With Z-I-N on TikTok and on Instagram. And let her know that you heard it here on Black Fluid Poets Podcast. And you're trying to shed them pounds and keep up that New Year's resolution. You feel me? So... Give her a shout-out. Let me know how it went. Hey, y'all. Your fam, Black Fluid Poet. Check it out. If you love this podcast, I want to thank you for favoriting the podcast because it means the world to me. However, the way I can get more advertisers is to have more subscribers. If advertisers... Um, see that um, I have a lot of subscribers, they will be more willing to give me opportunities to advertise for them. So in order for me to get these ads, I need to get to a decent amount of subscribers. So you come here to anchor.fm and you go to support and you can pick $0.99, cents, 4.99, or 9.99. 99 Please feel free to pick 99 cents. I I am overjoyed at anyone who wants to support my dream of getting this podcast taking off. You know what I'm saying? So please just consider it. If I could get a thousand subscribers, I could get out of this poverty thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, the struggle is real. Y'all take care. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is your friend, Black Fluid Poet, a.k.a. John S. Blake, coming to you live from my humble abode of books during this pandemic paradise where the quarantine is no longer cute. I don't know about y'all, but I have had enough of isolation. So let me just say that I went to my first therapy session. Speaking of quarantine not being cute, and I have been struggling, right, for uh, I'd have to say the last three, maybe three and a half weeks, pushing almost a month, with just about everything. Um, I don't know if this has been happening to you, but let me let me give you a perfect example. Wake up in the morning, and You know, I go to the bathroom. Very next thing I do is start making coffee because life on earth is just a tad more tolerable if I have at least two cups of coffee in me. So I make the coffee and then I go back to my room to get dressed. I go back to my room to get dressed and I sit on my bed. I sit on my bed. I grab my phone. And I start looking through my phone, flipping through all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know. And then the next thing I know, an hour has passed. I go, oh man, let me go make, you know, let me go get my coffee. I go back in the kitchen. The coffee pot has an automatic shut off. So now the coffee's cold. Okay. So I pour some of the coffee into a mug. I put the mug in the microwave for two minutes. I walk away and I go back to my room to get dressed. And instead I go in the bathroom and shave. And so I come out and then I come sit at my desk with my phone and I'm like, oh shit, I was going to get dressed. And then I go and okay, I finally managed to get dressed. And so I get dressed and I'm like, oh shit, the coffee. I go to grab the coffee. The coffee's cold. I turn the microwave back on for another two minutes. And then I come into the living room, now dressed, and I'm fumbling through my phone. And I'm like, you know, let me check my email. I still haven't gotten in touch with unemployment. Let me turn on my laptop. And I scroll through TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And then I see something on Twitter about a news article. I read the article and I'm like, ooh, that's really interesting. Let me see what they're saying about that on YouTube. And I jump on YouTube and I'm like, wow, that was really interesting. Another hour has gone by. My laptop has automatically shut off, and I say, oh, shit, my coffee. And I go back in the fucking kitchen. I put this goddamn coffee on two minutes again in the microwave. Fine. So I'll go, you know what? My God, look at these dishes. I need to get these dishes done. So then I start doing the dishes, and then I realize the dish rack's full. So I'm like, okay, wait, let me stop that. So I got the water running for the dishes, And I'm putting dishes away. I start putting dishes away and I see a cup that someone gave me. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't spoken to them in so long. And I come back into the living room, get on my phone, call so-and-so, and I get into a conversation with them. And then, shit, let me get my coffee. I go back in the kitchen. I put the damn coffee on for two minutes. Fuck, why do I have this water running? Hey girl, let me call you back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was washing dishes. So I, <laughs> so I wash the dishes. My coffee is in the microwave again. Now the coffee is thick as peanut butter. OK, this shit has just like reduced. OK, it is evaporated. So by now I have turned the coffee pot on. So maybe the coffee in the pitcher is warm enough. So I pour it. Yes, it is warm enough. Hallelujah. Amen. Holla back. So I make myself my first cup of coffee, sit down and have a cigarette. I woke up at 8 a.m. It is now 12 motherfucking 30. And I look at my laptop and I'm like, why is my laptop on? Oh my God, I must have left this on all night. And I turned it off. That's that's how my days have been going. Um, Or like I'll call somebody or message somebody. And if they don't call me back, I'm like... See, people don't want to talk to me. I knew they didn't like me. I knew so-and-so was, you know, dishonest or fake. And um, then I'm just, then I start thinking about who's fake. And everybody in the world is fake. And the politicians and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, maybe I just haven't had enough coffee. So I go grab some more coffee. And it is like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like these rants are not these 10 second rants that I'm doing right now for you. You know, these rants go on. I sit and plot out this world and I feel like I'm going crazy. So I go to therapy and I tell the therapist, I think I'm losing my mind. And she said, well, you know, what are we talking about? And I said, I, I can't remember things. Um, I'm all over the place I start doing one thing I start doing another and then I start doing something completely different then I forgot about the first thing I was doing Um, I'm getting angry at people for not calling me back even though they have lives and I know they have lives that they need to live I know it's not personal but I'm taking it personal I hate what's happening in Palestine I hate what's happening in our government I hate Wednesdays I just I'm everything. Like I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And these tears start falling down my eyes. Now, let me explain. Let me reiterate. This was all because I just wanted to get up in the morning and make myself a cup of coffee. And now five hours later, I'm in my therapist's office in tears. So we start going over these details and these symptoms that cause me to believe that I am in fact losing my mind. And we talk about memory loss and we talk about irritability. We talk about irrational anger. We talk about sensory deprivation because I just haven't been in contact with anyone. Um, with the exception of like one person I might have a cigarette with or a conversation with lately. And then we talk about my, you know, crisis that, that I'm, I'm going through and this, Severing, I have with the rest of the world. And she asked me to Google the symptoms of solitary confinement. And y'all, I have all but one psychosis. It's the um, irreversible final consequence of solitary confinement. Quarantine has driven me within a half a mile of insanity. Like I am at the fucking border of mind completely gone. And when she told me this, and when I'm looking at the evidence, all I could do was laugh and cry at the exact same time. Because I was relieved. And on the other hand, I was absolutely. I just felt like. Like exploit. I don't know. I felt like exploited. Like someone took advantage of me. Like I was hoodwinked. Like I was tricked into insanity. Like how are there no like public service announcements about this, like make sure you're having constant contact with loved ones because your ass will go absolutely insane just from sitting home. Even with all the amenities that I have, even with my phone, my laptop, music, the fact is I'm just in a really pretty one-bedroom jail cell. I haven't gotten any yard time. I haven't gone anywhere. I don't have a job to leave the house for. I don't have school to leave the house for. And I'm staring at two screens for 12 hours a day. If I'm not doing homework on my laptop, I am on my phone. And it had gotten to a point to where I couldn't read a book. Like staring at these screens has caused such an attention deficit that I can't read three sentences without feeling like I should be doing something else. I can't relax in my home. Like there was a time when I would fight my boss for this opportunity to be home, doing nothing. And somewhere in my head, I believe that one day if I ever should become wealthy, I would do nothing. Like I would just be like chilling at the house forever. Bitch, let me tell you, if I want some money, I might give half of it away just so I don't feel too secure to stay in the house and go absolutely insane. I am so scared that like my mind was trying to kill me. Like, I can't tell you how grateful I am to have started a podcast because the silence has become deafening. I don't know about you, but have have any of you scrambled to find new music? Like you have played the fuck out of every playlist you have ever playlisted. I, there's not much left. Like I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm just going to let the beard grow and I'm going to take like a little rock or a piece from my wooden floors and I'm just going to scratch into the wall the lines of how many days I've been in here. Like like there's nothing to keep me from going outside but ain't shit to do. The, The city is shut down. You know I could go get some food to go you know maybe go pick up a latte somewhere but for the most part it's like legend. Like when I go outside there is nobody out You know there's nothing like I'm just waiting to see like you know the the climbing vine crawling over cars (laughs) like flowers just growing out of a steering wheel and you know just random automobiles in the middle of the street and like maybe catch a deer just running across the road (laughs) like this is the story of my life right now y'all after drug addiction overdosing my mother in prison, my father dying of AIDS, my brother freezing to death, all of these horrific memories. And right now, I'm led to believe that the hardest thing I have ever tried to survive through is isolation. Like, I know that I'm reaching out to people. Like, I know I'm communicating to other people who will soon hear everything that I'm saying right now. But for this moment, I'm just talking to an apparatus. Like I haven't sat across from someone and laughed in weeks, like in weeks, in in almost a month since I've really just been comfortable in a different environment, laughing with a friend. Like I'm at that point to where tomorrow I might just go to Walmart and buy absolutely nothing. Just grab a shopping cart and take a walk. And just see other human beings actually existing to reaffirm that there is in fact life on this planet and I am to participate in it because lately it just doesn't feel that way. And I know I'm not the only one because so many people, it still baffles me why, but so many people reach out to me. People who see my little snippets on TikTok um who come to my lives who come through my Instagram they reach out to me and they they just say things like thank you I feel heard just hearing you talk or I feel seen just seeing you represent your authentic self and I ask them because I feel like it's It's becoming a more and more important question. You know, when we used to be like, hey, how are you? You know, it was just a greeting. Not anymore. Lately, I I think dialogue has changed to where how are you really fucking means are you okay? Because I'm not okay and I need somebody else I don't necessarily want you to not be okay, but I need to know I'm not alone in this void. I feel so lost, even though I'm home. I feel confused, and I don't know what it is I feel confused about. I'm conflicted about everything, whether or not to eat what time I should go to bed, when I should wake up. We need each other. And this is just so much more reaffirming. Like I have become so grateful for other human beings. You know, I'm, I can honestly tell you, pre-pandemic, I was a pompous, arrogant Egotistical man who believed himself to be above most people and didn't waste my time in small talk. I have better things to do. Bitch, I would love some small talk right about now. I would give up sections of my very scrotum to have a conversation about goddamn bubblegum. I don't care what it is. I am so grateful for you like knowing you're going to listen to this knowing you're listening to it right now is affirmation that my life means something my life has been losing meaning and if it wasn't for the positive affirmations the short and sweet compliments that i that i get in social media I would be that much more lost. I'm I'm confident of that. So I get some of these phone calls. I, I get what it is. I get messages. And if a person's really not doing well, I say, how are you? And they're like, not good. Like, I'm really struggling. I ask them, do you want to talk? And they're like, yeah, I really would like to talk. And I'm like, do you want to talk on Zoom? Because, you know, some people don't want to give up their phone number. And that's fine with me, I understand. And, you know, I ask them if, if they would like to talk on the phone. It's up to them. And some will prefer to talk on Zoom and some will prefer to talk on the phone. But like we have been, like 90% of all of my communication now is via text. I don't have what I had one time considered normal communication. uh, To sit down and share a meal with someone. To sit on a park bench and reminisce. To... You know, just see each other in the flesh and comment, oh, your hair, oh, oh, nice shoes, or, oh, you look tired, girl, or, you know, whatever it is. We spend so much of our time typing and reading text. I don't care how modern modern technology can get i don't care what the new contemporary what the fuck is we need to get back to humanity as i sit here right now i have a ring light to my left i have this big apparatus of a microphone and that's hooked onto this crane like neck and then these headphones and then i have my portable speaker from when i listen to music i got my laptop in front of me i have a printer just above me on my desk and as everywhere i look there are wires like i'm looking at a different body like every wire is a vein and i'm like inside this other body like technology is becoming my new flesh and i'm not happy about it anymore it's, it's gotten easier to rant about the wrongs on Facebook than to make a picket sign and get outside and be seen. It's gotten easier to simply say horrible things to each other, you know, on TikTok because we know we're states away when before, you know, back in the day, I'll see you after school. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not to mention technology gives us, because our, our media... our news media outlets are so focused on fear and sorrow because, let's face it, rubbernecking cells that we now hear, since we're connected to every part of the world, I flip through Instagram and one point I see, you know, Israeli soldiers bulldozing a Palestinian home and then I flip to the next picture and it's, you know, the new dead black boy Um, the new, you know, found innocent officer. And I'm looking for just like a crack in the darkness, like just a crack where the sun is coming through. Just, Just somebody let me know that there's something after this pandemic, when the quarantine is done, there's something more to leave my house for Than production of money. Like if this quarantine has taught me anything, it's that I had been doing it all wrong for a long, long time. I had been so focused in the last you know five years on trying to please somebody else and trying to juggle the frustrations of school and trying to work without getting drunk and I was missing the point. A woman called me tonight and, you know, she said that she was in this relationship, but about four months into it, she saw that it just wasn't going to work, you know, and it was hard for her to detach and she didn't know why she was having, she didn't understand why it was so difficult for her to detach since she herself concluded it wasn't working. And I was like, I I understand. You're not crazy. I'm trying to keep the UPS man here for a conversation. Like, (laughs) a lover, shit, ain't nobody. If I had a lover in my house, I'd be hammering nails into all doorways and windowsills. You hear me? Like, you're not leaving. Like, don't leave me alone. But, you know... In all seriousness, we were having this conversation and I said, well, what are your requirements for a lover, for a partner? She said, requirements? And I said, yeah. Like what, what are some non-negotiables in someone you date? Loyalty, honesty, um, sincerity, uh, uh, you know, humor. There's got to be something. And she said, no, not really. And I wanted that pause for for a good reason, because that's exactly where we both were on the phone. Like, what do you mean you don't have any requirements? And I said, well, why don't you have any requirements? And she's like, you know, when relationships go so bad, like, I just feel like it doesn't matter. And I could understand that kind of hopelessness. You know, quarantine doesn't help. You know, the pickings are slim. It's hard to find somebody that even wants to get within six feet of you right now. But I asked her, what does she love about herself? And it was like I was speaking a different language, you know. I said, no, seriously, like, what do you love about you can you tell me five things that you love to do when you're alone let's let's talk about that and she said well you know I'm a makeup artist cool you know she said I love cooking I love singing So okay um she said she loves art but she hasn't painted in a while and then there was something else I don't remember but I said to her um would you be willing to buy some art supplies? Because we talked about the difference between being alone and being lonely. And there's this really, to me, to me, there's this vast difference between the two, right? To be alone is to be, you know, in solitude, to be by myself. Um, but to be lonely is to have no opportunity for company but my own and not liking my company. Like, if I'm alone and bored, I don't like my company. And when I feel that way, I need to take the time to get to know me. Like, if I'm bored in my own company, why the fuck do I think I'm going to be somebody else's infatuation? So... We talked about painting and we talked about, you know, Black History Month, hey, we talked about being black and being alive. And especially after January 6th, what what precisely does that mean? And we we came to this, you know, reaffirming conclusion, because I know Audrey Lorde said this in, in some way, and I know I'm going to be paraphrasing, but... You know, to love ourselves is a revolutionary act. To love ourselves is a revolutionary act. I mean, you do know that for centuries, for centuries, the United States of America forbade anyone to love black skin. Never mind what was behind the skin. Because you weren't considered human, you were an object. So I said, to show love to yourself is to show gratitude for the sacrifices that were made just so you and I could have this conversation. That's what it means. It is a revolutionary act to pause and find joy. In simply existing. It is a form of resistance to love myself. I will love myself just to spite some people in this world, I'll tell you right now. And it's taken a lot of work for me to love who I am, with all of my flaws, with all of my mistakes, with all of the harm I've caused and all the harm I've endured. I love me at the end of the day. So her and I decided that we were going to write five things about ourselves that we're grateful for every night. And in the morning, both her and I are going to put on three different colors of eyeshadow each day, different colors from the day before. And while we're doing it, we're going to look in the mirror and say, I love you. I love you. Because sometimes the desperation to get into a relationship is to eventually, you know, move into the area where someone looks at you and says, God, I love you. And sometimes I'm so desperate to hear it that I will compromise my own boundaries. I will give up on complete honesty or. I will give up on loyalty or I will give up on consideration just so someone else can say I love you even if they don't necessarily mean it. I just got to hear it. And you know, I've I've been the person to look at the other, at, at this potential partner across the table on a date And think to myself, how long do I have to wait until we get to the part where we say we love you to each other? God. Now, mind you, the whole time that I am, you know, pretending to be perfect just so this person will call me later, I have yet to tell myself for months that I even gave a shit about my own life. So it has to start with me. And if no one ever comes, then it ends with me. But I'll be damned if I'm going to my grave, never loving myself. I'll be damned if someone's going to sew my lips shut, having yet never said, John, I love you. I really love you. No, I'm not letting that happen. And I hope you don't either. So in this quarantine that ain't cute, this pandemic paradise, if there's anything that I hope is a takeaway, is that love should go on clearance, should go on sale. It should be given as freely as it's taken. It, it should... Just as easy as it's produced, it should be shared. Just to commit a loving act. I'm not talking about, you know, intimacy at a level I have with, with, you know, the few in my life. But just a considerate hello and good morning. Just, you know, making sure somebody on the train is okay if you're on the subway. Just, you know... Offering food to somebody who probably hasn't eaten in a while. Cooking for that guy, you know, your neighbor who, you know, his wife left him six months ago. He probably hasn't had a home-cooked meal. You know, bring him a plate. Just a loving act. Knowing how bad I need that right now. I know I'm not alone. So maybe we could do that for each other for a little while. Good night, y'all.